evening, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. On the previous episode of Unknown, I gave an extremely basic introduction to the controversial and polarizing figure known as Billy Meyer. Today, we'll go into some of the evidence offered by Meyer to back up his incredible claims. But first, let's get announcements out of the way. AlienCon lands in Los Angeles, California in June. AlienCon Los Angeles brings together experts, the stars of ancient aliens, and science fiction fan favorites. If you want to spend a weekend with like-minded people to challenge existing beliefs and seek disclosure of all kinds in an environment that fosters learning, discovery, and discussion, all while having a good time, then consider making it out to AlienCon Los Angeles, June 21st through the 23rd at the Los Angeles Convention Center in downtown Los Angeles, California. My fellow Rogue Planeteer Ryan Sprague and I will be speaking at AlienCon. Shane Hurd and Maureen Ellsbury will be there too. So come out and hang out with us. Use the discount code UNKNOWN to receive $10 off any ticket purchase. Head over to TheAlienCon.com to get your tickets and to see the schedule that was published recently. We hope to see you there. Let's resume our look at the Billy Meyer case. From his numerous alleged contacts, Meyer claims to have taken more than 1,000 UFO photos. Lieutenant Colonel Wendell Stevens, who at one point claimed to own the largest private UFO photo collection in the world, stated that Meyer's photos were, quote, the most spectacular photographs, end quote, he had ever seen. As I mentioned on the previous episode, Open Minds, the UFO media company I helped start and where I researched UFOs for more than six years, acquired Wendell's archive. I got to spend quite a bit of time with him during his final years on Earth, and of course, I spent a lot of time with his photo collection too. The Meyer photos remain some of the clearest UFO photos to date, but the authenticity of these photos is heavily debated. Stevens and the early Meyer researchers claimed to have had select photos examined by multiple laboratories, proving their legitimacy. In UFO Contact from the Pleiades, Stevens states that the tested photos, quote, have withstood all efforts to positively dispute them, end quote. However, Cal K. Korf identified many questionable characteristics in the photos and even challenged the purported testing in his booklet, The Meyer Incident, The Most Infamous Hoax in Ufology. He points out that the tested photos were low-quality copies and not originals. Korf states that, according to Stevens, the best copies that could be obtained, quote, for the purpose of photographic analysis and computer testing were internegatives, which yielded anywhere from second through sixth generation copy prints, end quote and several sources have commented on the generational issue with many of these photos as far as testing is concerned. Korf contacted one of the labs where the Meyer photos were supposedly analyzed, which resulted in, quote, categorical denial that an analysis was ever done, end quote. 
But according to Jim DeLatoso, who, along with Stevens, facilitated the testing, there is reason for that denial. Quote, We found many professionals who, under secrecy and non-disclosure agreements, tested these UFO pictures. This included Jet Propulsion Laboratory, EG&G, and USNRL. The secrecy was critical. These labs were not generally authorized to perform personal projects, like testing UFO pictures. So when other UFO researchers, hell-bent on getting into the case, made inquiries into some of the places we had been, they would, as agreed, deny any involvement on their part in testing the Billy Meyer UFO photographs. End quote. Photo analysis aside, Korf and other skeptics have suggested that the UFOs in the Meyer photos are simply models. It wasn't extraordinary in the pre-Photoshop days of the 1970s for someone to hoax a UFO photo by photographing models, frisbees, hubcaps, and other physical objects. And while some Meyer supporters are quick to contend that it would be impossible for a one-armed man to stage UFO photos... Meyer is remarkably capable of performing most tasks, and he even admits to taking pictures of UFO models. Burned photos of these models were allegedly found in Meyer's trash can by Martin Sorge, who at one time was Meyer's friend. As with many details of the Meyer story, there are divergent accounts of this incident. While some accounts claim that Meyer's children created models of the UFOs, other accounts credit Meyer with creating the models. In UFO Contact from the Pallades, Stevens explains, quote, When I asked about the models of the spaceships, he readily admitted trying to model them even though they did not come out well. He even tried photographing the models, and the result was so bad that he threw the pictures away. End quote. But a different account is presented by Guido Musburger in And Yet They Fly. Quote, One day in 1975, Semyazi loaned Billy a model of her beam ship for a period to take a few pictures of it and then be returned. On the basis of these snapshots, Billy planned to construct his own model spacecraft, but this plan never came to fruition. A serious mishap occurred to the negatives of these model photographs. They slipped off the office tabletop into a waste paper basket and were not found until after the entire contents had landed in a fireplace. Calliope, Billy's wife, discovered the more or less burned negatives in the ashes and handed them over to one of the group's members to be restored if possible. End quote. It is interesting to note that Billy and his wife Calliope divorced, and she has since stated in interviews with Luke Bergen and others that Meyer hoaxed his UFO photos and fabricated the tales of extraterrestrial encounters. However, this contradicts her previous statements that Meyer's contacts were real and that she herself witnessed events with Billy. But people who get divorced do tend to say nasty things about each other, so take it for what you will. Select Meyer photos have received far more skepticism than others. Among those are photos that Meyer allegedly took during his travels through space and time with the extraterrestrials. Some of these photos show dinosaurs that Meyer allegedly took on the planet Niebuhr. But some researchers, like the Independent Investigations Group, contend that the dinosaurs in these photos are simply illustrations from a book that was published in 1972 titled Life Before Man. The illustrated dinosaurs in this book 
do appear to be identical to the dinosaurs in the Meyer photos. Another highly criticized set of photos purports to show Meyer's extraterrestrial friends Asket and Nira aboard a beam ship. The women in these photos have been identified as Michelle Delafave and Susan Lund, who were members of the Gold Diggers, a singing and dancing troupe that appeared on the Dean Martin variety show. According to a letter posted to the Figu website by Meyer in May of 1998, the extraterrestrial Patah informed Meyer that the photographs of Asket and Nira were actually of their American doubles. Meyer went on to explain that the men in black had intercepted his film, found lookalikes for Asket and Nira, took pictures of them, and substituted these false images for the originals of Asket and Nira. And he claims the men in black performed this same trickery with most of his early photos. Yes, you heard that correctly. He says that he was told by his extraterrestrial friends that the photos he'd been spreading around weren't genuine. The men in black had intercepted his film and secretly replaced it with recreated fake photos. You know, it sure would have been nice for his extraterrestrial pals to give him uh, at least a heads up before he went around promoting fake photos, right? I mean, some would say, and I think rightfully so, that this story is obviously a silly excuse, an attempt to come up with an explanation after photos had been demonstrated to be hoaxes, right? But who knows? One of Meyer's lesser-known photos shows Meyer standing in the middle of what appears to be a ring of fiery light. This picture appears in Mooseberger's book, And Yet They Fly, and is explained to be a, quote, energy belt of burning static electricity emanating from Quetzal's ship above Meyer, which does not appear in the photo. Meyer's arm is extended over his head in the photo, allegedly holding a microphone to record the sound of Quetzal's ship. Multiple researchers pointed out that the ring of fire in this photo looks suspiciously identical to steel wool being swung overhead by someone. Aside from his photographs, Meyer furnishes other evidence to corroborate his claims of extraterrestrial contact, including metal samples and even an extraterrestrial weapon. Meyer gave these metal samples to Stevens, and Stevens had these samples tested by various labs. According to Stevens, tests showed that the elements in the samples were, quote, put together in a very unusual way from normal Earth technology, end quote, and that most of the elements studied showed, quote, unearthly characteristics, end quote. Dr. Marcel Vogel, a chemist, performed several tests on the metals. But according to Calcorp, Dr. Vogel says the claims made in Stevens' book contradict his opinions. According to Moosberger, analysis was also conducted by a metallurgist from the University of Arizona who, quote, examined one of the metal fragments and analyzed it as a simple cooking pot metal or cheap cast metal alloy used to produce such things as tin soldiers, end quote. Meyer claims that the extraterrestrial woman, Elena, left a ray gun with him but cautioned him not to fire it. Well, come on. You can't tease someone like that. 
So of course he was unable to resist the temptation. He fired this extraterrestrial ray gun at a nearby fruit tree, burning a hole completely through the trunk of the tree. At least that's what he claims. But Meyer showed the tree to Stevens, who took photos of the hole in the tree and examined it with his finger, just like a doctor would. But to Stevens, the internal wood of this hole did not appear to have been burned. The information we've covered during the past two episodes barely scratches the surface of the decades-long Billy Meyer story. Meyer claims to have much more evidence, including audio recordings, UFO films, and tomes of transcripts from his encounters that are filled with extraterrestrial wisdom. Meyer even asserts that, because of his claims, there have been multiple attempts on his life. As with any UFO case, I encourage you to dig into the information for yourself. Read the books. Talk to the people who have investigated this case. And then, based on your research, form your own opinion. Meyer's, quote, authorized American media representative, Michael Horn, is always available to defend the claims made by Meyer. We had Horn on Open Minds UFO Radio back in 2011 to give him the opportunity to defend Meyer's claims. I'll make sure to add the link to that show in the episode notes. Horn has assembled information related to the Meyer case on his website, theyfly.com. So if you're going to take an objective look at this case, go ahead and check out the information there as well. Like I routinely say, I believe it's important to approach any UFO case with responsible skepticism in an unbiased journalistic way and with an open mind. But... A word of warning here. If you do come out deciding that you believe the story presented by Billy Meyer, be prepared to adjust your entire point of view regarding UFOs and extraterrestrial contact. Why do I say that? Because according to Billy, his contact experiences are the only legitimate instances of extraterrestrial contact. All others are false claims or are related to military activity. I'll say that again. If you choose to believe Meyer, you are agreeing that everyone else who has claimed to have any type of extraterrestrial contact is full of shit. In spite of that, there are still countless people around the world who believe this story and believe the teachings of Myers extraterrestrials. Oh, and there's this little nugget. Meyer claims to be the reincarnation of Jesus. But you know what's always been my absolute favorite element of this entire case? It's not the cheesy-looking alien ray gun. It's not the men in black excuse for his photos being fake. And it's not even his time-traveling photos of dinosaurs. It's the name of one of the types of alien spacecraft he discusses. The Beamship. From the very first time I read the name of the Beamships, I was intrigued by that name. Beamship. Then, after a while, it hit me. Could it be that Meyer has a sense of humor 
and is trolling everyone? Beam ship. Beam. B E A M. There's something else at the center of this entire case with those exact initials. And that's the man himself Billy Edward Albert Meyer. From this very, very, very brief overview of a long and complex case, it's easy to see why the Billy Meyer story is so controversial and certainly one of the most polarizing cases in the history of UFOs. Well, citizens, as we wrap up this episode, I invite you to come join us in the Rogue Planet Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Rogue Planet and let us know what your thoughts are about the Billy Meyer story or really anything else UFO-related that's on your mind. You can find more episodes of Unknown on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and yes, even YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider so you're notified when we publish new episodes. And if you haven't done it already, do us a big favor and take a minute to rate and review Unknown on your favorite podcast platform. You can always find this show at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Big thanks to our talented friend and fellow Rogue Planeteer Caleb Hanks for the show's intro and outro music. Check out all his work at theclerkchronicles.com. Thanks again for hanging out with me today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do me a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course... Stay strange.